Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? Hey, I hope you're doing well, everybody. This is Jim McCarrens back with the good, the bad, and the TV on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. Let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV, shall we? The year is 1970. It's the year of a World's Fair in Osaka, Japan, and the last concert for the Diana Ross version of the Supremes. It's the year of Kent State and of college protest chaos. It's the year of the first episode of All My Children, the first Billboard number one hit for the Jackson 5, I Want You Back, the first broadcast of Casey Kasem's American Top 40, the first Earth Day, the first GMC Gremlin and Ford Pinto, the first United States female general, her name is Anna Mae Hayes, the first Elvis tour since 1958, and the first New York City Marathon. Announced in 1966, 1970 is also the year that the American Football League and the National Football League officially merge under the NFL's name, with 26 teams realigned into the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference, which begs another first, TV's first primetime weekly football show. Actually, pro football in primetime doesn't begin with ABC's Monday Night Football, Big league games are broadcast on a weekly basis as far back as 1953 on Saturday nights, courtesy of the long-forgotten Dumont Network. And there are occasional games in primetime after Dumont closes up shop in 1955 on both CBS and NBC throughout the 1960s. But ABC makes it a ratings and financial bonanza as of the 1970s with ABC Monday Night Football. It's the result of NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle setting out to bring football back to weekly TV, pitching the idea to all three broadcast networks. At first, none see the value, and each punt. But last place ABC ends up buying in, as much for the possible viewership upside as for fear that Rozelle will follow through on a suggested threat during those rounds of pitching that he'll sell the concept to individual stations one at a time if no network is interested. That would lure away some of ABC's much-needed affiliate stations. So they're on board. Rune Arledge, head of ABC Sports, wants Monday Night Football to be as much entertainment as a sports competition, all the better to suit a more demanding, less available audience, which, unlike on Sunday afternoons, has multiple options for what to watch in prime time. To that end, he calls for an increase in the number of cameras to be used on and above the field for the Monday night games, as well as for heavy use of a new on-air graphics technology and other innovations like instant replay. He also adds a third man to the usual two-man announcer's booth, creating de facto hosts for the weekly broadcast. And he envisions each week's airing to be tailored both to the calendar and to the game's location. From Lee Henry in TV Technology Magazine in 2005, quote, There was an effort to bring the people factor into play first. 
Most trucks today carry very long lenses because ABC let a spark back then with director Craig Johnoff's style of up close and personal. At one time, low end zone cameras were an unnecessary extra. ABC's willingness to make them standard as part of using more cameras in general on a game meant field level up close shots were possible despite two thirds of a player's head being covered with a helmet. The risk of paying extra dollars for longer lenses and additional cameras was necessary for the viewer to see the face and the eyes of players. ABC also capitalized on cultural specials, such as Halloween telecasts, by making pumpkin faces of their announce team. The network gave a special feel to each town, regularly showing city landmarks in and out of breaks, always using airships over the stadium to showcase the area as much as the game, and finding a way for each Monday night to be an American experience in a city that most Americans probably had never visited. ABC tried to create a national entertainment experience. Their tone and style set an expectation that if you were missing their telecast, you were missing the national experience of the week. End quote. The plan pays off. Monday Night Football, airing live coast to coast, leading to a bit of disruption amongst affiliates in its early days, kicks off on September 21st, 1970. Jets versus Browns. And it clicks. Ratings keep up throughout the fall. The NFL itself becomes a TV star in the process. A good and popular game makes for a good and popular provider. Plus, the three-man hosting team of Keith Jackson, Howard Cosell, and Don Meredith proved to be as much of a draw as what's going on down on the field. Each of the three becomes celebrities in their own rights as a result of Monday Night Football, with Cosell eventually getting his own ill-fated primetime variety show in 1975, don't ask, and with Meredith taking on acting roles, including appearing several times on the NBC anthology show Police Story. The television equation was rewritten forever, notes the New York Times in a 2005 reflection on the franchise. Monday nights in America were indeed a changing night, both on screen and in culture, as the weekly game becomes a bigger and bigger draw, especially among men. Consistently in TV's top 30 series, often among the top 20, and occasionally cracking the top 10, if not the top 5. Monday Night Football seems to be how many people begin their weeks, a sort of national gathering spot called ABC. Attendance at movie houses and for other weekly activities are said to drop on Monday nights. Notes ESPN.com, quote, it becomes appointment television with the interplay between the Cosell and Meredith team providing almost as much entertainment as the play on the field, end quote. The broadcast is so popular, such a TV hotspot, such a meeting place, that on more than a few occasions, it's how the country gets its breaking news, too. During a memorable December 1980 Miami-New England game, it falls to Cassell to announce the breaking news shooting death of John Lennon, a contribution that sports media critic Milton Kent reflects on years later when Cosell colleague Don Meredith dies in 2010. Quote, 
the confluence of the 30th anniversary of the shooting death of John Lennon this week, announced late in the fourth quarter of a Monday night game, and the death Sunday of Don Meredith serves as a reminder that while the New England-Miami clash may have been just another football game, Monday night football was no mere telecast. End quote. Remaining, John Smith is on the line, and I don't care what's on the line, Howard, you have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival to go back to the game after that news flash which in duty found we had to take Frank indeed it is with various combinations in the booth Monday Night Football remains one of ABC's most reliably popular primetime series for decades its best ratings in fact are in the mid to late 1990s when it's 25 years old In 2005, though, as part of a different multi-conglomerate TV universe, it moves to ABC's sister network, ESPN. And in some ways, it's just another big skin game. But it leaves broadcast television as one of primetime's longest-running TV franchises, alongside one-name juggernauts like Disney and Hallmark. It also makes primetime sports both profitable and popular, A year after it begins in 1970, NBC airs the first nighttime World Series game. That's game four between the Pirates and the Orioles. On the way to a regular primetime airing for just about all sports championship games. And then, of course, there's the huge success of NBC's Sunday night game, often its most popular show of the fall. Another quote from Henry. He says, Its impact has helped define our industry's production style and has been a cultural maypole around which we reference other shows. If late-night television has the likes of Parr, Carson, and Letterman as legacy holders, sports television has ABC Sports Monday Night Football as one of ours. However, in the same way Letterman, Leno, and Conan are good comedians who benefited from the groundwork laid by Jack Parr and Johnny Carson, Today's sports-as-entertainment style of television owes its due to ABC's Monday Night Football. you got to believe. Hey, send us some questions and feedback and suggestions on this topic, on past topics, on topics you'd like to cover. On Twitter at Believe Podcasts or at Believe.com. That's also where you can get some information on advertising on any Believe show, this one included. Find and download The Good, The Bad, and The TV on Apple, where you can subscribe and rate us, or Spotify, where you can follow us. And don't forget, we're here every Thursday. We've got a new drop. Just check Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or Google Play. And if you like the show, be sure to like it on social media. That's what social media is for, isn't it? Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim McCarrens. We'll talk again. Number two, when you're opening shot, give me only three. Stand by the roll, Dave. Roll, Dave. Alex. Two, one. Take number two, you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.